to all our listeners in radio and podcast land. Welcome to Church Matters. And hello to the church-loving Janet Plennert here warming the studio with her beaming smile. Well, hi, Dan. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here with you today. Fantastic, Janet. Can you guess what we will talk about today? Well, I did see the guests come in today, so yep, I have a great idea. In that case, would you like to introduce our topic for today? Sure. Today we will introduce our listeners to a campaign to establish a government department of peace within the federal government of Canada. This department would be charged with looking at Canadian and world affairs through a lens of non-violent peacebuilding. Soon we'll be joined by some passionate young people who have been promoting this idea in churches. But first, let's do our scripture text and song. Okay, and what have you chosen for us today, Janet? Well, I have a favorite passage from Ephesians that speaks a lot about peace, and it also, I believe, talks about the church's role in government. Listen now to Ephesians 2, 14-18. For he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us, that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. Janet, that's quite a clarion call in those rich words. Are you also going to help us understand why the church would get so involved at the political level? Don't we have a long history of advocating for the separation of church and state? Well, we do, Dan. But just because we believe in separation of church and state doesn't mean that we should ignore the state. The church is called to speak, to advocate for justice in multiple ways. Soon we'll join a conversation with our guests to unpack this idea of a federal department of peace. I'm delighted to have with us today two high school students from Home Street Mennonite Church and their associate pastor, Kathy Giesbrecht. Do you have a peace song for us first? I do. Here's a song from one of my favorite songwriters, Paul Bergman, with Things Ain't How They're Meant to Be from his album As For Me and My House. It's hard to love, it's hard to hate It's hard to rise above your own faith That homeward love can get hard to see Things ain't how they're meant to be It may be a coincidence, but the heart is hard to convince It's inclined to disagree Things ain't how they're meant to be There's nothing new on the newspaper page Just too much information in the information age Just more tears Tragedy Things ain't how They're meant to be Jacob wrestled the angel Cain slew Abel Christ he came in a rundown stable And was crucified On Calvary Things ain't how Things ain't how 
tough to know what would be best Who's been banned and who's been blessed There just ain't no guarantee Things ain't how Welcome back to Church Matters, and a special welcome to you, Maxine Wagner, Eric Siemens, and Kathy Giesbrecht, all from Home Street Mennonite Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Kathy is associate pastor at the church, and Maxine and Eric are two of the senior youth. Welcome to all of you. Um, thank you. Great to be here. This is fun. Kathy, let's start with you. Can you give our listeners a brief overview of how you understand the concept of a federal department of peace? In my understanding, a Department of Peace in a national government would express the hope, uh, the heart of the people of that land to live peacefully, uh, one with each other, with other nations, and to work at that for all the peoples of the world. And so we'd be giving energy, resources, all that we have really to turn things around uh, on the earth. Kathy, would that Department of Peace have an educational and instructive role, or would it simply be responsive? Education would be huge, right? If we want to create a culture of peace, it begins with children and households, schools, communities. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we would have to learn that together. Some new ways of imagining, new ways of relating, ways to respond, to be proactive, to be preventive. Yes, education, big. So the government would take a lead in that kind of promotion of a culture of peace. Is that what you're saying? Well, it'd be great to see communities take the lead, but the government, I think, as it expresses our hope, would need to provide the resources to do that, maybe some expertise, maybe work at some models, help us with research. But I, I would like to see that happen in a more organic way, and because I think... The hope and the longing is there. When I talk to people, it is already there. They're saying, oh boy, we need to find some other ways to live with each other, not only in our own communities, but also nations, between the nations of the, of the world. Maxine, what excites you about the potential of a government-sponsored Department of Peace? What excites me is the potential for change in the world. Like, we could be role models for other countries in getting Departments of Peace, though some already do have some. And we could potentially change just the nature of warfare. So you think a government Department of Peace could change the way we respond to conflict situations? Oh, for sure. It would definitely give us more nonviolent conflict resolution options, like negotiation being the main one. Do you envision a future world in your generation where war might no longer be an alternative? Well, I feel that in my lifetime, war will still probably be going on just because there's only so many changes that can happen in a, in a lifetime. But perhaps in the future, I don't know how many generations ahead, there could be a war-free world. Eric, what do you say to that question? I don't imagine it happening during our lifetime simply because of change doesn't always happen instantly. It takes time and effort over potentially many generations for this to happen. I think that it's quite possible, though, that in possibly the next century or the century after that, that this could be a reality. I understand your youth group has taken this idea on the road. What are you learning from this experience, and are people generally open to the idea? People generally seem to be quite interested and really want to learn more about it. People 
find our presentations interesting, informative, and more people want us to come to their churches and their schools. We're planning to do um, a presentation at Westgate where me and Maxine go to school, and we'll quite possibly go to other churches in Winnipeg and in Canada. Maxine, why is it important that the church be involved in promoting a federal Department of Peace? Well, as Mennonites, we believe in peace and pacifism as a way of life for us. And so this is our chance to actually do something about it and show the whole world what we're about. Um, The Department of Peace would promote nonviolent solutions, and so it's completely in line with our faith. And we've been saying for years just how horrible war is and how something should be done, and now it's our chance to actually have something done. Is this about simply eliminating war, or is it broader than that? It's definitely broader than that. It's also bringing nonviolent resolution to just everyday problems, like on the schoolyard, at home, at work. It's just educating the whole, well, for now, Canada, but eventually the whole world just on nonviolent resolution options. That sounds like that's part of the church's job to do that kind of educating. How do you view the church's role compared to the government's role in this question? Well, I don't really feel that it's an either-or situation. I think that you can have your church, and you, it can help out the government because it's something that we really do believe in, and it's something that we want to work for, for the change in the world. There's an official bill on the table in the Parliament right now. It's called Bill C-447, calling for the establishment of a Department of Peace ministry in Canada. Eric, you're talking to thousands of people right now. What would you ask our listeners to do in response to Bill C-447? I would invite all the listeners to first educate themselves about the bill um, at the Department of Peace website. And I'd also like to ask them to contact their MP and see if they would be interested in supporting it. Many MPs are already interested in supporting this in government. And I'm sure there are far more senators and MPs that would be willing to support it if it gets a second reading. I would also like them to talk about it and perhaps discuss it more in their own lives or in the lives of their church or their mosque or synagogue or wherever or their community centers so we can all have a broader understanding of what it means to uh, achieve peace and have the federal government support peace as an initiative all around the world. In a federal department of peace, do you think the government would be supportive of church-led initiatives towards education and developing a culture of peace? Um, I think the government would do well to support some of that and also to make sure that it's not wholly church-run, that people from many different religions or of no religious background could also support those initiatives in such a way that does not conflict with their beliefs or their um, understanding of what government should do. Kathy, back to you now. How would you characterize the reception you and the Home Street Youth have received as you've traveled and met people and introduced them to the idea of a federal department of peace? People are ready. Uh, I love this about uh, the Mennonite Church. They are looking to engage the work of peace. We pray, we, we talk together, we are active in many corners of the world, but I find that people in our churches here in Canada 
are really ready to have an initiative that they can engage, be active in, uh, work at, put their mind, their heart, their hands uh, to the plow, uh, so to speak. Would you and your youth group be willing to take your presentation to other churches and other schools and even public schools? We are game for this because the more we have sat together and talked about this with ourselves, with each other, with our congregation, with other people, our passion actually has grown deeper and deeper that we begin to imagine that this could actually uh, come to be. Parts of this could actually come to be. It's, it's amazing. So yes, our senior youth are busy students but they have already made sacrifices to engage this conversation and to encourage the church to engage this initiative. Thank you so much to all of you for taking time to be with us today. Oh, it was great to be here. Uh, it was great talking to you guys. I've had a lovely time. Our guests today have been Maxine Wagner and Eric Seaman, senior youth from Home Street Mennonite Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and Kathy Giesbrecht, associate pastor at Home Street. Thanks to all of our listeners in radio and podcast land. We'd love to hear what you think about this program. If you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, please write a review about this or any other episode. And if you like what you're hearing and want this program to continue, we welcome your gifts to this ministry. You can give over the phone, through the mail, in person, or online. If you want to know more about the Department of Peace and how you can lend your support, go to mennonitechurch.ca and search for Department of Peace. You can also call us toll-free at 1-866-888-6785 or email churchmatters at mennonitechurch.ca. My name is Janet Plennert. And I'm Dan Dick. Our podcasts often have interviews that include more good stuff than we have time for on the radio, but the good news is that those versions are produced and uploaded in time for the third Sunday of the month to iTunes and other popular podcast providers. You've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in wherever you are. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way. Thank you.